like. You're also turning dials that aren't connected to anything. Do you mean? Well, you were turning one and two. Right, one and two are connected. One and two are are the microphones, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we haven't been in the studio for a while. It's been a long time since we've been and in the I was studio. Really there. bad at music tech when I took it, anyway. Is it? <laughs> but yes, it has been a while since we've been in the studio. Yeah. And uh, as we've already seen there, Ellie questioning my knob twiddling Ability. abilities. After, <laughs> but uh, she was doing that, and then she, then when we started recording, as you just heard there, she started questioning the way that I set my dials uh. on the uh, the levels there. <laughs> uh, but. I feel like we need maybe the, the previously on the David Eagle podcast section is going to maybe jog our memories. So listen mm-hmm. well, and this will remind you of the kind of magic. Oh, my goodness! Was that noise <laughs> was that purposeful? No, it wasn't purposeful. Uh, no, it's not. I thought you'd no, <laughs> surprise me with something. No, that's a bit of flatulence <laughs> there from me. No, no. That was the microphones, because we haven't used them for a while, so obviously they're just warming up. You know, like No, brilliant. <laughs> She's not forgotten. She's not forgotten that we used to start the podcast with Ellie yawning every single time. You know what? It's something to do with this room. She's not yawned for two and a half weeks. No. That was just the microphone just having a little sort of, oh, I'm I'm getting into this now. I thought that was just like a little surprise feature that you were queuing up and you were like talking over the top and then a thing Uh, happened and then you were going to be like, you'll find out. Oh, right. Or something, I don't know. No, no, sorry. Okay. No, I haven't put that much effort into the podcast. <laughs> so this is going to uh, act as little uh, Id Memoir, Ellie. Okay. This is the kind of magic that we used to create. Previously on the David Eagle podcast. No heterosexual bedroom activities. Why? Why can't the penis just stay there? I don't want diarrhoea. Let's just see how I've tested the suspension, if you know what I mean. She's a right little goer, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Didgeridoo. Elephants. Sheep. Yeah! I learned to finger the horn, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's right, David, yes, it is an elephant. Put your clothes on, it's time to do a goddamn podcast. <laughs> Paul Celeste, Paul Celeste. One, two, three, go! It's the David Eagle Podcast. There you go, Ellie. <laughs> now we're back in the floor. I think it makes it sound like it's a very different thing to what it actually is. <laughs> People will hear, maybe listening to the podcast from the, f- the first time, and they'll hear that previously section and they'll go, oh, yes, I'm in for some real raunchy treats, and they're going to get a... Uh, a herbal tea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a yawn. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of herbal tea, it's back. Yeah. Herbal tea of the week, the feature in which we review a herbal tea based on smell and taste. We tot up the scores and uh, see if it can uh, be knock our current reigning tea champion off the top spot. This current series is the Cold Brew Special, so mm-hmm. we're sampling cold teas. And at the top spot at the moment is mint chocolate chip from Hoogly. Oh, tea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Also on the podcast, mm. it's the return of Cassette Roulette. Ooh. My family were around last week and Dad has brought another big box of cassettes. This one is an even bigger box. Ellie, I wonder if you could uh, maybe go outside there yeah. and fetch the big box of cassettes and the listeners can hear just how big we're talking. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, 
My finger just went in one there. Oh. <laughs> There's one for the sound bites. <laughs> we just we run, Emily was up. Emily, oh dear. Oh, uh, excuse uh, me. We, I just put my finger in one of the tips. Hopefully that has not damaged the tip. But Ellie, earlier before we started recording, she rummaged in my big box. She pulled out a cassette, and we're going to be playing what's on that cassette on this week's cassette roulette, the feature in which we review the mysteries that are on the cassettes. That I recorded as a child up until my teenage years. And it's the return of the feature Spammer Time, reviewing the various emails that I've received over the week in my junk folder. And we're going to read a lot of your comments out as well, because I should say that, I don't know if you've got a lot of your comments. <laughs> we'll read out some comments if we can, if we've got any. Ellie will let me know. I think we've really sold this podcast, don't yeah. we? All that and more on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie I shall dedicate this week's The David Eagle Podcast to the... Um, well, I shall dedicate it to him because I don't want... You don't want to dedicate the podcast to people that you dislike. This is just some way of basically telling you a story. I suppose <laughs> it kind of goes into the harrowing journey item Ooh. that we often talk about, harrowing journeys to and from gigs. And I was heading to meet you from my gig that I did at a golf club, a comedy gig for a golf club in Croydon. That's the first time I've done comedy in a golf club. And this Friday, I've been given another golf club night to do. At least the first one was a comedy night that was for the members of the golf club and their friends. This one, I'm the only person doing comedy there. So it's not like a comedy night. I've just been asked to do some comedy. At the end of this whole, they're doing a day of golf, raising money for the Alzheimer's charity. Mm. And then there's some like presentations of like the, the winners of the various halls and that kind of thing. You can tell that they've, they've recruited me because of my golf knowledge. <laughs> the winners of the various halls and that kind of thing. <laughs> Best par generator, caddy of the year. But yeah, so this is going to be another one because they're doing like all their presentations and stuff. And then right at the end, after they've just done an entire a day of golf from like nine till seven <laughs> then they've got a dinner then they've got a presentation they've got someone from the alzheimer's charity saying a few words and then i go on and do 30 minutes of stand-up <laughs> and i really don't know i hope they're not expecting loads of golf things because i that's going to be very odd i'm a little bit sort of nervous about that because when you do comedy at a, at a normal stand-up night you're like one of a variety of acts and there's an mc and then they introduce and people know that they're there to see comedy i don't know whether people are aware that there's even going to be comedy <laughs> happening and we've seen before what problems that can cause oh, i mean yeah. i think the last golf club i did last week it was a very prim and proper audience very posh it wasn't like anything like the gig in kent you know where i was threatened of the shit kick out of me. I mean, I don't want to begin to an altercation with a lot of golfers. You know, I'll be hit with a nine iron or something. <laughs> so I did the, that golf club gig on the Wednesday night, and then on the Thursday we were going to Fork East Festival in Suffolk. So you went down to Fork East with Sean and Sean's partner Emily and their son Patrick. Yep. And I was meeting you at the local station, Wickham Market. So I get to Liverpool Lime Street. I've got loads of time to spare, and I've got assistance. One of the members of staff is offering me assistance. So what could possibly go wrong? Well, we know what. Liverpool Street Station. So I said. You said Liverpool Lime Street. Oh, well, that, so was the... that would have been a trickier journey. <laughs> that <is> the... <laughs> <laughs> we got a little guest appearance from Marlene there from Her Only Bills and Horses, I think. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you laugh like that before. Have you? No. That's quite often. Very. We'll have to clip that out, it sounds like. We'll have to compare the two. 
<laughs> Marlene's laughing, y'all. <laughs> Hang on. Find Marlene from Only Fills and Horses. Is it Marlene I'm thinking yeah. of? Boise and Marlene. Yeah, yeah find Marlene. Oh. So... <laughs> that is the... <laughs> oh god, it's weird with the, with the two going at the same time. The, okay. Okay. Well, this is best of Marlene. Okay. From Only Fools and Horses. So I don't know if it's going to be the laugh though. All I've got All is video, right. so we might have to. Can just... you just do Marlene laugh? Well, I did that, but this oh, is hang on, what I found a clip. Right. <laughs> that is the, there's Marlene there. The I've said to him, yes, he's ugly, but he's successful. I think it's his laugh. Oh, is it not Marlene? I think he says Marlene and then laughs. Oh, maybe that's it. You're you're being boys then. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's boysy, not Marlene. (laughs) That is the... Okay, okay. Because <laughs> when I was younger, sometimes, because it used to happen like this, I sound like a donkey being killed by a machine gun. I don't have a, I don't, I don't know if we've got a look for that on YouTube. That is the... Anyway, the we The point digress. was, it was yeah. Liverpool Street it Station. It was Liverpool Street Station. Well, if I hadn't said Liverpool Lime Street, oh, God, then that would never have happened, would it? That is the... <laughs> anyway, so, I get to the station. Mm-hmm. London Liverpool Street, if I remember rightly. <laughs> <laughs> This. I'm sure of it. I get to Liverpool Street and I've got loads of time to spare. I think the train that I want, well, I know the train that I want, we'll find out why in a second, is the 1400 to Ipswich. Then I have to get a train from Ipswich to Wickham Market where I'll be meeting you. So I'm there and I think I'm, I'm there at like 25 past half past one. So I've got loads of time. Let me just move that up a little. So I am talking about the pop shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about this new laugh. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Try not to laugh. No, well, Just talk, David, that'll help. No, ah, ah, ah. I think I've got loads of time. And there was a part of me thinking, maybe I should get some food, because I've got a little bit of time. I've got, like, 20 minutes or whatever to get some food, and I'll still make the train. But I thought, no, the assistance is here, and so i better get on the train. And he said, right, and he had this big thing about, I'm going to put you right next to the driver. The driver's going to be there. I'll put you in the, the carriage, and I'll tell the driver that you're on the train, and you're getting off a dip switch and all of this. And we're walking up, and I think, I don't really mind. I mean, all I need to do is just get off an Ipswich. It doesn't matter that you're doing all of this. It's not like you're a four-year-old boy that wants to see out the front mm-hmm. of the cab. Oh, I'll sit you next to the driver. You'll have a lovely time. And then he says, I'm going to... He says, you've got quite a lot of time to spare. It's, only, it's half past one, but the train's in now. I'll get you on. So that's the 1402 to Ipswich. And I thought, no, it's not the 1402, it's the 1400. But I, so I thought, I'll just make sure. So I said, oh, it's 1402. I said, I'll, I think it's 1400, I'll just give you the ticket. So I gave him the ticket with all the information on that says 1400 from Liverpool Street to Ipswich. He goes, yeah, yeah, this is the one. So he puts me on the train. So I think, well, OK, it's fair enough, 1402 and 1400's the same kind of thing. Maybe I, I didn't think anything of it. And I'm sat there on the train and then all of a sudden, and this has now got to 2 o'clock essentially, and all of a sudden over the announcement... 
Hello everyone, this is the 1402 service to Ipswich calling at and it starts listing off all of these places, loads of them, and then it suddenly says Colchester, Ipswich. And I knew that the one that I want, I thought the one that I want, I'm shit, the 1400, I'm sure it just said Colchester and Ipswich. So I have a look. And sure enough, yeah, my mind, 1400 to Colchester and then Ipswich. And then I, then I do a search on train line and sure enough, there is a 1402. And it takes something like 45 mm. minutes, 50 minutes longer. And it goes through all of these stops. So bearing in mind, he'd put me on the train at <laughs> half an hour early. So he'd put me on the train at 13.30. Bearing in mind, I also had a look then. The 1402 left from platform 13 and the 1400 left at platform 14. Oh. So essentially, I was just opposite where I wanted to be. I was about 10 seconds walking away he'd put me on the wrong train so now i've been sat on the train for 32 minutes we hadn't even got gone anywhere and now i have to spend another 50 minutes more on the train mm. than i would have done if i got the direct and of course now i'm getting annoyed because you were meant to be picking me up at a certain time and yeah. you've got sean in the car and sean's wife's in the car and you've got sean's three-year-old son in the car and you've all been driving for about four hours before yeah. this point and i thought i don't want to keep you waiting an extra hour and then i looked and i was going to miss my connecting train to wicker markets and i'd have to wait another hour so this was going to put me back by at least an hour. I was absolutely livid. But you'd have thought, sometimes they make an announcement, don't they? They'll say, if you're looking for the 1400, this is not the 1400 yeah. to Ipswich, this is the 1402. I think when you've got two trains within... similar. You should say something. Yeah. You should, which, in fairness, they did. But they said it at two o'clock when oh, just yeah. as the other train buggered off. So I was really annoyed. It didn't end up making a difference because you got stuck in traffic. We did. So luckily, we only arrived sort of, what, 10 minutes? Well, I arrived before you after all of that, <laughs> just by getting on the wrong train. Anyway, that was the story of the Harren journey. I wasn't even <sighs> sure I was necessarily planning on telling you that, but to be honest, the best bit was... Uh, <laughs> is that, I mean, I feel like me making that mistake about Liverpool Lime Street really redeemed the whole situation because there was a point where I was sort of starting to tell the story and thinking, is it really worth telling it? But we can't edit it out now because of that, so... <laughs> that <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> so we're going to crack on with our first feature very soon, Ooh. Ellie. Uh, but before we do, so obviously last week, so we released two podcasts within three days of each other because we released a podcast on uh, Thursday a couple of mm. weeks ago and then we did our flash mob outside of the <laughs> Britannia Hotel protesting against their treatment of me, um, yep. which we're not going to go into again, but basically Britannia Hotels are absolutely despicable things. But we do know that Britannia Hotels have had a slew of issues, turfing people out into the street and also hygiene and cleanliness problems. And so I started getting through like, testimonials, stories of people's Britannia Hotel stay. Sue said, they did you a favour. We stayed there years ago. My God, never again. Our friend's shaver was stolen from his suitcase in the holding room. Yeah, One... there's quite a few stories yeah. of things being stolen. Staff going into rooms when you're out and stuff. One thin slice of melon for a starter. Radiator on three wheels in a bedroom. It kept falling over and the bathroom floor was all caving in on the middle. Horrendous. Would never stay there again. You were so lucky. But then we realised there's a couple of reasons why the hotel was closed when we arrived. Firstly, apparently they're short-staffed. Presumably they haven't paid enough staff to be working there. Short-staffed, so apparently they're open only Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Which is really odd if you turn up to a hotel and it just says, hello guests, we are closed. Yeah. But then it turns out that over the weekend, a couple of days before we, we went there, there'd been a sexual assault that had taken place at the hotel. But imagine if it had been a crime scene. I mean, 
that PR campaign would have been com gone completely. You're trying to stop me, but I wouldn't realise, not being able to see. I wouldn't have seen the police outside. I'd have marched in while the police were sort of taking fingerprints or whatever, and I'm, you know, this is a crime scene, and I'm just knocking through the tape, not realising, going, rogue, cruel Britannia. If I said rule Britannia, <laughs> that would be weird. The video got, went quite well. Yeah, yeah. over 15,000 views on social media. Yeah. Rufus Hound, once again, retweeted. Thank you, Rufus. Uh, and... Uh, and you got a comment from Amore? Of course. Nice to have you back. Well, I mean, she, I don't think she went anywhere. <laughs> but Lovely to hear from you again. She yeah. said, Cruel Britannia, they really are knaves. People don't use the word knaves enough anymore, do they? No, but Amore... Uh, and then she went on to, Sasha Hotel truly misbehaves. So not uh, only knaves, Oh, that's but why she's saying rhyming, it, Because yeah. she's rhyming it with knaves, yeah. But wonderful use of rhyme yeah. there. Excellent. We'll have to do our own version of the Tim Westwood show, Amore, and we'll have to... <laughs> Get, you know, we've played a lot of clips on the Tim Westwood show, but we should do our own rap show and we'll definitely get you on <laughs> to do a little freestyle rap if you fancy it. Uh, Maury, you're very welcome. <laughs> I've got the Westwood sound effects. In fact, I was using the Westwood sound effects last weekend yeah. at Fork East. I got a, a bit of a shock last week when we were just having a little perusal of the Fork East website. So we knew that the young'uns were booked. And then we're looking at the website. We read Friday night... 11 o'clock, David Eagle, the eagle flies solo. <laughs> David Eagle, expect the unexpected. And it certainly was unexpected because <laughs> I had absolutely no idea that I was doing an hour-long solo spot. I didn't know that I was doing a solo spot at all. Nobody had asked me. So then I had to get in touch with Becky, the organiser of the festival, and say, what the heck's going on? She said, oh, sorry, I thought we discussed this. And we hadn't. <laughs> or you had, perhaps, in 2020 no, no, no. for... Now, what had happened is we'd had a conversation on the phone in uh, April 2020 yeah. where she said, oh, would you maybe be interested in doing a solo spot, doing some stand-on? And I said, oh, yeah, just let me know what you you know, you know, want me to do, whatever, we can, we can chat about that. But that's it. Like, it was just a very informal, like, oh, yeah, I could do. There was nothing like, oh, yeah, I'll do something on the Friday night, I'll do an hour, call it the Eagle Flies Solo, expect the honour. You know, I didn't, so I had no idea we were. I was meant to be doing anything. And then I didn't know what I was meant to be doing. I was a little bit worried about it because it was, 11 o'clock this thing I think she was expecting me to do like a stand-up thing but the trouble is like it was outside as well because yeah. the stage is outside and I thought well at 11 o'clock they've just been listening to the elephant sessions they've been watching the elephant sessions who's a, a big dance band and then I'm going to come on and do like an hour of comedy and it just seems like it's not the right atmosphere for me doing that outside and I don't really like doing gigs like that outside either because no. the atmosphere is just it goes when you're in a tent when you're in a marquee or when you're in a room you really get get the atmosphere, you can hear the laughter. I'm performing outside, the laughter's just going to dissipate. I can't see whether they're enjoying themselves, mm. obviously, so it's just going to be horrible. I just did not, I was not relishing it. So then I thought, I've got to do a DJ set, which would have been absolutely fine, but I was on the road all week doing stand-up stuff, so I, I didn't have time to like practice anything or put anything on the mixing desks or anything like that. So I had to just say to Ellie, just grab the mixing desks. And so I ended up just doing this sort of spontaneous DJ set where uh, I just like, well, what's on the computer now? And I did actually have some samples from the podcast yeah. as well, which I just threw in there now and again. <laughs> there was one that I didn't put in there, and I'm not sure if we've put it on the podcast before, actually. I think I forgot to play it. Oh. And it's, uh, well, 
If only I'd have had. <laughs> I think we could have done something great with that. Next year, mate. Yeah. Put a beat over the top of that. <laughs> the one, the one that was thinking of. Do you remember one of the? I think it might have been one of the first cassette roulettes when I was singing over. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Mm-hmm. I was going to play this. This is when I was eight and I was doing a little radio show or something. Yeah. I was just singing along the songs. And I think the idea was I was going to play the final little clip on the cassette was going to be me doing a little goodbye announcement on the podcast and I forgot to play it. So I was going to end the DJ set with my eight-year-old self doing this. That's the end of the show today. Goodbye for now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's not me. That's the Lion King. <laughs> I just, we just threw everything in. We, of course, we had a bit of uh, Alad from Alad to iPad fame and yeah. Brian Tolver, of course. We oh, had, people loved that, didn't we they? We had those in the mix, of course. So I threw uh, all sorts of stuff in, but it was quite a harrowing thing when you suddenly just find out the eagle flies all If We hadn't looked at the website. Goodness no. knows what would happen. Because when we arrived as well, people were like, oh, expect the unexpected, eh? What have we got to look forward to? So I wouldn't imagine if that was the first oh. time I'd have found out about it. And we hadn't brought anything. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, that was a really odd bit, though, where right at the start, I was like, right in, here we go, and I did this big build-up, and then, I don't know what happened, I pressed the button, and it just would not start. And it took yeah. me about 40 seconds, but it felt like an absolute age. Of, and I just had to go... I was going, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm just pressing the button. And you know when you've just done this big build-up and ever like, Ooh, I've, I've whipped the crowd up into a frenzy. Yeah. Let's go, everybody! And I was like, Whee! And then, and really, they're really applauding for it. And then I played the uh, the uh, the siren, Westwood bomb, and then the crowd, which did confuse some of the folky crowd, but others were really into it. (laughs) And then the crowd are cheering, and it was that thing like they just kept going and kept going, and I'm trying to fix it. And then the crowd eventually kind of the cheering diminishes, thinking, (laughs) "Was anything going to actually happen?" And then I just had to. They went to something more or less quiet, and I just went. What's going on? <laughs> uh, but we did fix it. I don't know what. I don't even know what had gone wrong, but we we fixed it. Anyway, we should move on, Ellie. <laughs> so, I should have just gone. I'm sorry, everyone. I, I can't. It's not working, so. Uh, That's the end of the show today. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and just walked off. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Spell time. time. So this is the feature in which we look at an email that I've received in my junk folder. Yeah. And let's see, is this one, should it have gone into my junk folder? I mean, it looks pretty official at the start, this it one, doesn't it? It does look pretty official. I think I may have had a similar one recently. Well, that's very odd. But that would be suspicious, wouldn't it? That would it? be, so, yeah. From FBI Director. Hello. We're using this medium to communicate to you. We want you to know that your transaction is under watch by us. Under watch is hyphenated. I don't know if that's important. <laughs> it's, not even a, it's not even a term, is it? Under watch. We were only able to secure two million United States dollars. And only. Then, only. From the imposters You who wonder have... who falls for this. Because like, if they'd have said, oh, you know, £300 or something like that, you might go, oh, £300 gone missing somehow. Oh, I might get in touch. But when no. they say $2 million, yeah, I think that's when alarm bells start ringing because yeah. you'd never I don't have to I'll tell you what I don't mean I, I don't, this may surprise you but I don't even have two million pounds to my name what? hang on a second so, I know you might want to uh, think again about that yeah, marriage I haven't yeah. told you this before we were only able to secure two million United States dollars from the imposters who are ripping you and other America citizens together the rest of the world 
What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you are among who are, were shortlisted to receive the fund of two million United States dollars for compensation by the United States government <laughs> through the Federal Federal Bureau of Investigation for scam victim through the internet. That's a long <laughs> sentence. And I'm not sure I did it right. I think I did. These FBI directors... They They know how to write. We will need your urgent respond (laughs) so we can ensure you receive your fund within 48 hours. We have tried to call you, but the call was engaged. (laughs) <laughs> that why well I've been in Suffolk so actually uh, maybe, yeah. you know, the signal wasn't brilliant down there we have tried to call you but the call was engaged that why we mail you to your mail account kindly fill the below information to enable us to proceed successfully full name phone number home address age and then the bit that I like the most <laughs> thanks FBI director Washington field office field office <laughs> Is that budget cuts, is it? And then, and then the contact email address is FBI Director 22 at gmail.com. <laughs> ah, what I love about that is that suggests that there's, there's so 21 many people have used that there. You can imagine the person going, well, obviously I'm going to go for, I'm an FBI director, so yeah. obviously FBI director at gmail.com will be very official. Yeah, I mean, the fact that really they, real. The fact that they think even that would be official, and you can just imagine them getting more and more frustrated. Okay, okay, I can't have that, that's been taken. FBI Someone else has got their... Number one. FBI, FBI director one. That's been taken. And you can just imagine, like, 30 minutes later, <sighs> FBI director 21? No, oh, bloody hell! FBI director 21. Oh, thank God for that. Right, that I, is I ridiculous. just want to check. I deleted mine, but I wonder if it's still in my deleted items. Oh, I've missed out. I should have got in touch with this one. This is FBI agent. Ah. Hello, account owner. Compliment of the season. This How is... are you what? doing? Was it in caps? <laughs> How is in capital? Capital caps locks. <laughs> How are you, are you doing? doing today? This is FBI special agent from FBI <laughs> headquarters, Washington DC. During he's our not in the field. <laughs> no, during our investigation work, we find out that you have a fund that stop on the way and return back to Bank of Africa, <laughs> and you have lost a lot to scammers. All I need from you now is to sincerely tell me what happened and the year it happened. You will have the sum of seventeen right. point. 5 million here <laughs> right no, now. What is ridiculous about this is they are scamming us. This never <laughs> happened. The only way that this could work, though, is if someone reads this, then believes it's not yeah. a scam, but then thinks, oh, they've made a mistake. Because you'd have to go, yeah. oh, they've clearly made a mistake. But rather than tell them, oh, you've made a mistake... I'm going to pretend yeah. that I did lose that money. Yeah. So I'm going to concoct a story. <laughs> Like, this is... How are they expecting to make money from this? Because you'd have to go, yeah, you're right. I was in Ghana. And, um, yeah, as you as you said, in, in uh, 2013. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, left a bit of money in and my bank. I tell bank. you sincerely. I don't know. How would you manufacture an excuse there? I wouldn't know what to say. You have the sum of $17.5 million here right now. I will conclude everything if I received a tangible reason from you. Thank you. Contact information. Please remember to reconfirm your information. We might surprise you. 
What? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. We might surprise you. We might give you 17.6 million. (laughs) Um, And then FBI534 at gmail.com. I will be waiting for your response so that all this can be finalised. Information to send. Name, country, state, address, mobile number of your text message. Name of your nearest airport. (laughs) (laughs) Money hell. And now, Ellie... It's time for us to... Spammer time! time. (laughs) Some folks like plain tea, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature Herbal Tea of the Week. What have we got, Ellie? We have got Hoogly, the return of Hoogly, Blueberry Muffin. Oh. Yeah, so a delicious, tasty... No, it's not wrong. That's not what? right. <laughs> I've just, I'm just going to start reading that again because I can't... Oh, my goodness. I think she's it's been... Quite... This is the problem when you, you've been reading the FBI director's well, there's that. messages and you've gone confused now. You've forgotten how to speak a, English. It's been a very long day. A delicious yeah, toast... Yeah, I don't know why. We shouldn't have rehearsed the... This is the tr- I think maybe what we need to stop doing is rehearsing the podcast so much yeah. and running through it meticulously. So it's so smooth. But then you wonder why... If I, if I didn't do that... You know, we ran through the podcast. We started at 8 o'clock this morning, didn't we, I think? And we did uh, three run-throughs. And I think it was only at 2 o'clock when I said, what if I said Liverpool Lime Street? Yeah. And he said, why would you say that? And I said, let's just try it, see what happens. So said Liverpool Lime Street. You just did a little bit of a laugh. Don't know where that came from. I think you, you got a bit distracted and watching something funny on YouTube. And it just all happened from there. And I think if we'd have just done the podcast, magic like that wouldn't have happened. Anyway... Exactly. Yeah. Um, a delicious toast. I, I believe. Oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we wrote that yawn out of the podcast. I said it just sounds a bit weird. You pausing for five seconds and then yawning. Well, anyway, not to worry. Uh, go on then, Ellie. What have we got? A delicious toasty rhubarb blend infused with sweet berry tones. Always a great treat to enjoy any time of day. And the ingredients are rooibos, hibiscus, cinnamon apple pieces, rosehip elderberries, orange peel and natural flavouring. And then the serving suggestion... It's <laughs> a return for natural flavouring. Yeah. I don't even know what it means. To drink without milk. Ooh. Here we go, David Eagle. Here we go. It's been a while since we had a herbal tea. It is. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like it. Actually, blueberry muffin. Yeah. I'm getting that. Definitely, I can smell the cinnamon and the fruitiness, the orange. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. It's very nice. Mm. What we're going to do, Ellie, is we're going to say our scores at the same time, which we did last time. I think that added a real okay. element of drama to it. Some people are like, more drama, David? Isn't it mm. dramatic enough? Okay. One, two, three, seven. Eight. Oh, I was going to go for an eight, and then I just thought, I can't smell it as much as maybe other ones. I'm going for a seven, Ellie's gone for an eight, it's 15 out of a possible 20 for smell. Let's go on to taste. Mmm. Mmm. There definitely is the blueberry muffin bit. Mmm. I think the only slight thing for me is it tastes a little bit like a, like a cordial or something. Yeah, because you're not super keen on a fruit tea. No, and I like it. 
But it's maybe a little bit too cordially for me. But then that's a bonus for me. Well, I'm feeling very refreshed. Okay, well, let's see what happens then. Mm -hmm. After three. Yeah. One, two, three, five. Oh. Yeah. It's a little bit too cordially for me, and it leads a little feeling in the throat that I'm not so sure about. So we know it's not top of the leaderboard. It's only a 12, but it's left a little itchiness in my throat there. <clears throat> which I'm not so keen on. A total score, Ellie, of 27. Yep. Uh, it does make it. Thank you, yeah. Binny. But where does that score it, Ellie? So um, that is, you don't have to read them all out, but does that put no, it a bot near bottom of the leaderboard there? That is um, third from the bottom, joint with Birdhouse Pomegranate Pearl. Okay. And I think it might be the one that we're most divided on. Mm-hmm. In terms of taste, because we've only been one apart before, okay. and this one's two points. And Ellie, just to remind us, if that's a 27, and that's... the What is our worst tea so far? Um, well, the one that's currently at the bottom is the Hoogly Apricot Blossom White Tea, oh. which got 24 because it didn't really didn't have, have a smell. It didn't have much of a smell, yeah. But it was 14 on taste. Okay. So, so far, is that the second one for Hoogly there? Yeah. And so far, they're not doing as well. And I, I think there could have been some nepotism because they're the people we spoke to mm-hmm. on the podcast. The only tea company that we've actually spoken to on the phone. Mm. But, uh, no, we say it how it is. We're not going to be swayed by that. Put your hand in my big box. Pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play. We'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call Cassette Roulette. So this week's Cassette LE. Yep. Uh, I don't know where to place it. I don't know what year we're talking. Sorry if you were expecting me to have done a little mashup based on last week's cassette. But yeah. um, I've not had a chance to do that. So maybe at some point you'll be able to hear me recreating the DJ set that I did uh, when I was 14. Because <laughs> that was last week's cassette. The, yeah. the cassette that we had before was me at the age of 14 just <laughs> trying to mix songs together <laughs> very unsuccessfully. But then again, what do you expect when you're playing Blink 182 over the top of Phil Collins? <laughs> <laughs> and an early set and I was also, uh, while doing that, shouting, wind your posse, wind your posse down, which I don't know what that means. And, and Bo Selector, Bo Selector, as you heard on the previous section of this podcast. Ellie sent me the challenge of trying to do a mix of how I would do that now. But because I was had a DJ set thrust upon me at Fork East that I wasn't expecting to do, I've not had a chance to do that. Maybe I should have, at the mix, maybe the crowd would have got into more of a frenzy at Fork East if during my DJ set I would have shouted, wind your posse down. But uh, I didn't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, so here's a little uh, thing, I think, from Radio 1's Sunday Surgery. They're sort of... Oh, and yeah. I think this is like 2000... I don't know when it is. It was sometime late 90s, I think. And someone's ringing in with a bit of a problem here. Our first call on the line is Andy. Hello. Hiya. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You're a little bit nervous about Valentine's Day? Uh, just a little, yeah. Why? Well, uh, the thing is, I, I just can't seem to attract ladies. At all. Don't be daft. No, no, seriously. I mean, I, I'm one of these guys that will go out to a nightclub with my friends and every single one of them will pull guaranteed and I just won't. What do you think the problem is? Well, I, at first I thought it was looks, um, to be honest with you. I was really, really skinny and quite tall, so I kept going to the gym. And now I'm not, and I'm still not attracting anyone. <laughs> So if it's not looks, then it must be the other side. It must be what you're saying and what you're doing. 
Yeah. Um, do you see any problems there? Well, yes, actually. Um, one girl in the nightclub uh, caught her eye, and I went over to go talk to her. Um, carrying a pint of Guinness and tripped over, ended up on the floor. Um, Guinness all over me, and then I actually used the line, I've never fallen for a girl like that before. Oh, Andy! Oh, no, it's awful. Shame on you. I think that's... Br- I, yeah. I'm listening to this man, and firstly, I think he comes across as absolutely brilliant and so <laughs> likeable. He's like, yeah. I just kind of try to... And I'm thinking, oh, he sounds lovely. Uh, I hope he's happy now. I hope he's... Yeah. Happily married now. And I like the idea of the wee talks as well. It's like, oh, I just don't seem to be able to track the ladies. And uh, <laughs> and the idea, right, and I, I tell you, I caught her eye. Lovely. Yeah. Turn of phrase. And that, I think that's really quick. I think if he'd have deliberately done that, that would have been a terrible thing. And that's the problem. She might have thought he'd deliberately done, done that. that on like gone, spilt Guinness all yeah. over him and her, and then I've never felt f- fallen for a girl like that before. But I think in the moment when you're a bit nervous and you're a bit shy and you've just spilt a whole pint of Guinness and you've fallen over, to just have the resourcefulness to get up and go, never felt fallen yeah. for a girl. I mean, I can't even say Never fallen <laughs> for a girl like that before. I think absolutely brilliant. It's just shame on you. I don't think so at all. I think that's absolutely brilliant. So basically what I'm saying, Andy, if you're interested, uh, get, get in touch with me, mate. At least I'm going to be away for a little bit, especially if you're based in the Newcastle area. Um, <laughs> wonder how he's doing. I'd be great if he's listening. So in the past, we've played um, shout-outs on Dave Pierce's dance anthems where people mm. call in on a Sunday evening and they'll tell maybe a little anecdote about what's happened while they've been clubbing and then it'll be all like, Oi, oi, Dave! Why is a song? And all this kind of thing. This guy, he doesn't seem to have kind of got the tone of Dave Pierce's dance anthems. I would say that most people, when they're doing it, they just it's just spontaneous. They're just saying what they want to say. And it's just, oi, oi, Dave, we had a messy night on Saturday with the lads. And all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. This guy sounds like, I think, how is it, as it would sound if James Acaster rang up. <laughs> and but, but also, it sounds like he's reading it as well. He sounds like he's gone, well, I'm going to ring Dave Pierce's dance anthems. They're going to play it out on the radio, maybe. So I want to make sure I get it right. So uh, I'll write it down first. <laughs> Hi, Dave. This is Paddy and East Durham. I'd like to send a big shout-out to all the Durham crews. I'd love to hear Jay X and have done that classic hit. This weekend, we all went for a pub crawl, me and my mate, celebrate my mate Richard's birthday. Big shout-out to Rich. Hi, mate. Are you all right? Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like he's right, written it and then reading it like as if it was like a diary entry. This weekend we all went to the pub, me and my mates. It sounds like a teenager's diary entry. This weekend we all went for a pub crawl, me and my mates. Celebrate my mate Richard's birthday. Big shout out to Rich. Hi, mate, are you alright? Happy birthday. <laughs> Hello there. Hi, mate. Are you all right? Are you all right? Yeah. I mean, like, he hasn't got that, the oi, oi's and all that kind of thing. He's like, you all right, mate? Just, just, <laughs> happy birthday. You, you all right? You, you're doing all right? This is a radio advert on our local radio station. It's very odd. The Sex Lottery What could you pick up in the Sex Lottery on your summer holiday? What? Yes, this summer, enjoy the three S's, sun, sand and syphilis. Think your shoulders are burning after a day in the sun? Wait till you go for a pee with gonorrhea. How about some cocktails? A slow, uncomfortable screw and a might-I-have-genital warts? Admire a beautiful sunset and compare its radiant reds and yellows to the past-like discharge in your pantal area. 
discover you've got chlamydia on your next trip to the clinic. Mozzie bites? They're nothing compared to your genital herpes sores. Yes, it could be a holiday your package will never forget. Don't play the sex lottery this summer. Use a condom. For more advice, visit playingsafely.co.uk or call 0800 567 123. <laughs> That's weird. This is such an odd I idea. mean, it's quite good to have a, a safe sex ad, but I think your shoulders are burning. Try your genitals when you've got gonorrhea. <laughs> and I love, and there's just all the weird sort of music <sighs> underneath. And oh, it's such a strange advert. It's really weird. to be playing on, on, in the day on commercial local radio. Yeah, very odd. But imagine getting the call to do that voiceover uh, for you. Oh, what's my voiceover now? We want you to read this. Wait till you go for a pee with gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's this week's Gazette Roulette. Oh, right. So Ellie. We did promise a message from a listener, didn't we? Yes, we did. Before we go, we will leave the final message from a listener. Who have we got, Ellie? We have got Neil, who has messaged to say, just catching up on the podcast and following you reading my review, One Slayer Lover relates ah, to yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And- oh, we didn't, you read that very quickly. Bear in mind, that's quite a salient point. Okay, sorry. <laughs> One Slayer Lover relates to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah, because yes. I thought it was the me- we thought it was the, the metal band, metal, didn't we? Yeah, I feel that I must address the lack of acknowledgement of the fact that Ellie is naturally hilarious too. Ah. Correct, Neil. Thank well. you very much. I mean, they said that. Well, <laughs> well, on the plus side, we are still 14 five-star ratings. Excellent. Okay, so it's going to be a very busy time for me coming up. Oh, what was that? Oh, that's Emily saying she bought the swimsuit I saved for her. There you go. <laughs> Emily's got the swimsuit, everybody. Yeah. And on that note, we'll say <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> me, David Eel. And me, Ellie Skinner. And from Boise. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's the end of the show today. Goodbye for now. <laughs>